For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Hello, everyone. This is Scott Reichel, and this is the Betting Barrier Podcast and Believe Podcast Network, the Bay Area's number one sports podcast network, the only place for the show for every team in the Bay Area and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available in your favorite directory, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. And if you want to find me personally, you can find me at Reichel Radio on Twitter. A little bit different uh, for this week's show. In this week's show, we're going to be talking about the Oakland Raiders and the San Francisco 49ers' respective seasons. And we'll break down just exactly where things went right and where things went wrong for both teams. I know it's going to be different than the usual show, but unfortunately, both teams that we covered are not playing this week. So we'll find a way to give you a brief summary of what happened for both teams, and we'll try to preview what will happen in the future with the 49ers. They will be playing next week in the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. So without further ado, we're going to dive in and start with the Oakland Raiders as we normally do and talk about their overall season. Uh, they finished the year 7-9, and nine, and they finished third in the AFC West in front of the, San- of the Los Angeles Chargers, but behind the Denver Broncos and the Kansas City Chiefs. A uh, huge difference between their home performance and their road performance. The Raiders were pretty good in the Coliseum as they ended up going 5-3 and three overall at home, but they did go 2-6 and six on the road as they were definitely a much inferior opponent uh, when they weren't playing in front of the home crowd. And unfortunately, we'll... It could potentially get worse, as this will probably be the last game, the last season that they will ever have to play in the Coliseum, as they will be probably making the move to Vegas uh, for the course of next season. Now, talking about the actual statistics for the team and some of the team leaders, Derek Carr led the way offensively at the quarterback spot, as he ended up throwing for over 4,000 yards with 21 passing touchdowns and 8 interceptions, and he had a completion percentage of 70.4, which is very impressive. Now... Over the course of the season, he had some highs, he had some lows, he kind of uh, butchered the ending of some drives at the end of games, but he also led the team on some come-from-behind wins earlier in the year. Pretty up-and-down season for Carr, a lot of the Raiders faithful have been, I'd say, less than impressed. He's a serviceable quarterback, they just paid him a massive extension, probably too much money, but that remains to be seen, as he will look to be the quarterback of the future for the Raiders, unless they completely blow it up during the offseason, which I really don't see coming. Uh, moving on, though, the pleasant surprise of the offense was rookie running back Josh Jacobs, who was fantastic whenever he did see the field, as he ended up rushing for 1,150 rushing yards, along with seven rushing touchdowns, despite missing several games due to injuries, including the last two games of the regular season, which he missed due to a shoulder issue. Uh, he's, he was in the running for the Offensive Rookie of the Year. He's still in the running. He probably will not win the award, though, because of the fact that he missed the last two games. But overall... Raiders definitely found their franchise running back of the future, and hopefully he can keep his shoulder healthy moving forward, as the Raiders were definitely uh, worse offensively whenever he was not on the field. DeAndre Washington did a solid job filling in, but Jacobs had the ability to just move the chains repeatedly behind that big Raiders offensive line, and Jacobs will look to do the same in future years, especially with this team moving to a new state in a new location as a whole. Now, leading the receiving core was tight end Darren Waller, 
who had a team-high 90 receptions for a team-high 1,145 receiving yards, along with three receiving touchdowns. Not many touchdowns in the red zone, but overall, Darren Waller was definitely the key to Derek Carr's success uh, in the passing game, as Waller was one of the most efficient tight ends in the entire league, and the Raiders definitely found someone to build their pass game around moving forward. Plus, Waller is a very underrated blocker, and he will be used in the future, especially with uh, Gruden's physical brand of football uh, caused, you know, just by running the ball, trying to create third and short, and then relying on some play-action passes. Waller is perfect for the system, and he should look to be a serious contributor for many years to come. Now, for some of the receiving core, uh, for the wide receivers, though, uh, Tyrell Williams led the actual wide receivers in receiving yards with 651 receiving yards on 42 receptions, and he had six rushing touch, uh, six receiving touchdowns. He was great in the beginning of the season, then he kind of fell off because his health started to deteriorate, missed a couple of games with a foot injury, came back, didn't really do much. He did heat up a little bit at the end of the season, but definitely a Jekyll and Hyde situation where he was either extremely hot or extremely cold, and he will look for more consistency moving forward. Now, wide receiver Hunter Renfro was very solid in his first season with the franchise as he had 49 receptions for 605 receiving yards and four receiving touchdowns. He also missed a couple of games due to a rib injury, so he will look to stay uh, healthy in the future. But he was very impressive in uh, somewhat limited sample size, and he will look to continue being the Raiders' possession receiver moving forward in the next couple of years. Now, leading the defense was Max Crosby, who led the team with 10 sacks. However, the third highest person with the sack total was four and a half. So, the team really didn't pressure the quarterback that much. If your third highest pass rusher is getting four and a half sacks, you're really just giving the quarterback all day in the pocket to throw. And that is definitely what led to Oakland's demise over the course of the season. It's also worth mentioning that only one Raider had more than one interception over the course of the year, and that was Harris, who had three interceptions in one game against the Chargers. Really just didn't do much in terms of the secondary, didn't force many turnovers, and that was a huge issue. The Raiders as a whole forced 15 turnovers, which was the second fewest in the entire NFL. So that was mainly the Achilles heel of the team was the defense and how they were never able to get off the field without surrendering points. And that is definitely something that the Raiders will look to address moving forward. Now for my actual report card grade on the Raiders and their season, I'm actually going to give them a B-, even though they finished 7-9. and nine. A lot of people did not think the Raiders would even win 7 games. Their win total was about 6. And people definitely did not expect the Raiders to be competing for a playoff spot in the end of December. But they were, they were still in the hunt, so to speak. They needed a lot of things to go their way, so it wasn't that realistic. But at the same point, this team was actually looking pretty solid. Uh, with about a month to go before it, the wheels fell off, did they overachieve earlier in the year, of course. But at the same point, they also dealt with a ton of injuries, and the Raiders looked pretty promising, uh, all things considered. And they will look to uh, compete a little bit more heavily in the AFC West moving forward. Now, if you want to actually break down how the season went, uh, the Raiders started the season uh, with a pleasant surprise. I mean, they ended up starting the season 3-2. and two. People thought that that was going to be the peak. Uh, unfortunately, though, uh, they ended up continuing to do well uh, before an even bigger collapse was in store. Then They started the year 6-5. and five. Pretty impressive. They looked like they were going to be in the hunt. Um, actually, I'm sorry, let me rephrase that. They started the year 6-4 and four before the, the wheels completely fell off, and the, definitely the low point of the season was their blowout loss on the road to the Jets by the score of 34-3. They're 6-4. They look poised to fight for a wild card spot. 
then ended up losing four straight before winning against the Chargers and losing the regular season finale to the Broncos by one point uh, on the road in the regular season finale. They finished the year 7-9. and nine. Uh, Could have been a lot worse, but overall, definitely not that great of a year. But considering the fact that the Raiders had dealt with a ton of injuries, especially to safety Jonathan Abram, who was supposed to be a huge contributor in the secondary before he ended up getting injured after the opening game against the Broncos. You also had the suspension to Vontez Burfecht, who was supposed to be the anchor of the linebacking core. He ended up missing a decent portion of the season due to suspension, and he will be back next season. Um, but All things considered, though, I think the Raiders definitely should be more optimistic than pessimistic moving forward based on how the team performed with all of the limitations and the preseason expectations. Raiders were competitive. That's really all you can ask for. Unfortunately, they were unable to win the home finale at the Coliseum against the Jaguars. They choked in tremendous fashion. But Raiders were around 500. Uh, people thought they'd go 5-11 and or 6-10. and So overall, give them a B-. I definitely think that they performed well at times, lacked consistency. But overall, I will give the Raiders a B-. And I thought that their season overall was for the most part a success despite the lack of a playoff appearance. However, if you want more information about the Raiders exclusively, Believe has you covered. Check out the Believe in Raiders podcast, hosted by Brad Williamson, where he will give you more up-to-date news on some Raiders drama during the offseason, and he'll let you know about any potential free agent signings or any type of front office moves in the future. However, it is 2020. And first impressions with the ladies are extremely important, especially in the bedroom. Luckily, Manscaped is making it easy with their grooming products. Specifically, Manscaped has designed the electronic trimmer. Uh, their lawnmower 2.0 has, pri- has proprietary skin-safe technology, so this trimmer won't snag or nick any of your privates. So, Manscaped, so manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. Manscaped also has a crop preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant, and, moist- and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why not put deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? Also, get 20% off and free shipping with the code BELIEVE at manscaped.com. Start the new year off the right way by using the best tools for the job. Christmas is also co- uh, come and gone, but the Super Bowl is quickly approaching. We've seen what uh, just what our teams are capable of this season, and now it's time to get your last bets in before the Super Bowl. Will the Ravens be able to get it done? Will Brady and the Patriots get themselves another ring? I bet you have a feeling. Head over to mybookie.ag to make your predictions a reality. MyBookie is one of the most trusted uh, books in the industry, and if you're looking for a sports book to make some bets for the bowl games, my bookie is where you want to go. Football, not your thing, no worries. Uh, my bookie also has uh, everything from the NBA to the Premier League. They've got the fastest payouts, the best promotions, and a very helpful 24/7 customer service team. You can even pull your bets together for a bigger payout. Let's say you've got a couple of big favorites this week. Parlay your wagers. To let you, uh, so you can bet multiple games together, and if they all come through, you get to win a lot more money. MyBookie is more lines and better odds for the player than any other sportsbook around, and if you join right now, MyBookie will match your deposit halfway, all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $2,000, you get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. All you have to do is enter the promo code BLV to activate the offer. Once again, that, that's promo code BLV to get your extra cash from MyBookie. Bet, win, get paid. Now, switching gears, talking about the 49ers. They, on the uh, unlike the Raiders, were able to get into the playoffs. They finished with a 13-3 record and finished in first place in the NFC West. 
by the slimmest of margins after that thrilling Week 17 game against the Seattle Seahawks, and they were actually able to be the recipient of the one seed in the NFC altogether, which means that they are not playing this week because they have a bye. So if all things go according to plan, they will most likely play the winner of the 4-5 and five matchup unless the Vikings are able to upset the New Orleans Saints, because if that occurs, then the 49ers will automatically play the Vikings. So, uh, talking about the team as a whole, they were great on the road and at home. They finished 7-1 and one on the road and 6-2 and two at home, so it really didn't matter where they played. They dominated throughout. Jim Garoppolo led the passing offense as he ended up throwing for 3,978 passing yards with 27 passing touchdowns and 13 interceptions with a completion percentage of 69.1. Now, leading the ground game was Raheem Mostert, who had 772 rushing yards with eight rushing touchdowns along with two receiving touchdowns. Tevin Coleman was also very effective in his first season with the franchise as he had 544 rushing yards with six rushing touchdowns along with one receiving touchdown. However, his impact was definitely uh, more in the beginning of the season before he kind of fell off and didn't get as many touches and snaps later on in the year. But with the playoffs approaching, he does have playoff experience, unlike a decent portion of the roster. So he will look to provide some leadership moving forward, and look for him to potentially get some touches in the playoffs, as you know his experience with Kyle Shanahan is definitely going to pay some dividends moving forward. Uh, other than that, though, leading the receiving course, similarly to the Raiders, was a tight end with George Kittle leading the way with 85 receptions and 1,053 receiving yards with five receiving touchdowns. Now, leading the receiving core from a wide receiver perspective was Devo Samuel, who had 57 receptions for 802 receiving yards and three receiving touchdowns. And Emmanuel Sanders was a huge contributor after getting dealt to the 49ers by the trade deadline as he had 36 receptions for, 100, for 502 receiving yards and three receiving touchdowns, along with one passing touchdown in a trick play against the Saints earlier in this year in just 10 games played, as he will look to provide another spark in the playoffs, as the 49ers will be looking to potentially make their first Super Bowl in a long period of time. Now, leading the defense in terms of sacks was Eric Armstead, who had 10 sacks, which was the most on the team. 49ers got after the quarterback uh, a ton. You had Nick Bosa, who was also great. Buckner was also really good. The defensive front was probably the best front four in all of football this season, and they will look to get after the passer moving forward in what could turn into a Super Bowl run. Now, it's also worth mentioning the 49ers were great at forcing turnovers, unlike the Raiders, as they had 27 takeaways, which was the sixth most in the entire NFL. Now, for the 49ers grade this season, I'm giving them an A+. There's not really much more you can ask for. The record doesn't even matter. They got the one seed in the NFC. They got home field throughout the entire NFC before the Super Bowl. Uh, you really can't ask for much more. Shannon was great. Garoppolo was a bit streaky, but he was very solid, despite some disappointing losses to the Falcons uh, and uh, to the Seahawks in overtime earlier in the year. They still went 13-3. and They still took care of business when they needed to, and they finished uh, due to one yard of winning the, uh, they were close to a wild card uh, spot if the Seahawks were able to get into the end zone, but they were not. The 49ers defense held, and they were able to get the one seed, which is really all I can ask for. So for me, I'm going to give the 49ers an A+. Plus. There's not really much more to talk about. We're going to go more into detail about their upcoming matchup next week. But for now, the only thing I can really say is that this team has been a well-oiled machine from top to bottom all season long. And they definitely look poised to be one of the favorites moving forward to lift the Lombardi Trophy in February. However, if you want more information about the 
49ers exclusively. Believe has you covered. Check out the Believe in 49ers podcast hosted by Rashawn Haylock alongside 13-year NFL veteran Eric Davis. Once again, if you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available, we're available in your favorite directories, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. If you want to reach out to me personally, you can find me at Reichel Radio on Twitter. But before we wrap up, just one more quick word from our sponsor. Everyone has a favorite photo. Now you can turn yours into canvas wall art at canvasworld.com. Canvasworld.com will print your photograph on a handcrafted custom canvas at the size of your choice. They combine the latest technology and environmentally friendly inks to produce canvas prints that are higher quality than ever available before. And they guarantee their work for life. Maybe that's why six of the country's top 10 hotel chains choose Canvas World. Their prices are a fraction of what you'd pay elsewhere. And it's easy. Just upload your photo, choose a size, and you're done. They'll even digitally retouch your photo absolutely free. Place your order at canvasworld.com today and save 35%. Plus, get free shipping when you enter promo code PHOTO at checkout. Get big Canvas prints at big savings at canvasworld.com and save 35% and get free shipping when you enter promo code PHOTO at checkout. Check out. Order yours today at canvasworld.com. That's canvasworld.com, where photos become art. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Save big money on your outdoor project now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today. And view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals.